This week's Sleeping with the Elephant is brought to you by the holidays. It's time to sit down, grab your favorite game, relax, maybe uh, pay attention to the old Santa Claus. I don't know. Have a great time. Have a, have a wonderful time. But before all that, let's talk about some politics, because what better way to set up the holidays than politics? <laughs> These policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, but one is affected by every twitch and grunt. It's December 16th, 2016, and welcome to episode 110 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary. This is the show where Americans and Canadians come together to try and understand just what the hell is happening across each other's borders. This week, I'm joined by returning guest Eric from the Everyday Eric podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Hopefully not delayed. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, that's perfect. You're coming in. You're coming in great. Uh, (laughs) The the internet is is this wonderful thing that... When it works, it's this mysterious, magical, amazing thing. But when it doesn't work, you're just, it frustrates you to the core. The internet becomes my sworn enemy and it shall be slain. Yeah, I've been dealing, and this is why uh, we haven't recorded in a month, is I've I've had to push uh, a couple of shows and move things around and I just haven't been able to schedule a guest. And then I had, once I did schedule a guest for Sleeping with the Elephant, I had to push it by a week because of uh, some internet outages I've had here uh, in the office. But we're good now. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to blast through these first few stories because the reason I brought Eric on is because we are continuing the good fight for the war on Christmas. No, I'm just joking. We're going to talk about Christmas. (laughs) It's going to be great, and it's not going to be from a standpoint of like some Huffington Post article, top 10 reasons Christmas is going uh, going away or commercialism. We're just going to have some fun, talk about cookies. Uh, but speaking of cookies, we're going to talk about Trudeau being okay with 18-year-olds buying pot. And, I mean, this is a pretty sensational headline um, because it hides some pretty key information deep, deep, deep within the article. So we're going to start um, – I'm going to try to try, – try, and this is the beauty of the show is Ryan finding a story and then discussing that story uh, with, with little to no knowledge. So <laughs> basically, Trudeau – uh, his government has said he wants to bring, he wants to legalize marijuana uh, in Canada by April, uh, uh, April next year or May next year. I can't remember, but May, May 2017, they're gonna they're gonna put some legislation, uh, table it in the spring to legalize marijuana, and that started with a task force making recommendations to the government on how it should be done and how it should be laid out. Um, and one of those key tenets that the opposition is sort of grasping onto is the fact that marijuana would be legal for people eight over the age of 18. You know, so if you're 18, you can go buy legal pot. And is yeah, they're them saying, hey, this is bad because of that or this is good because of that or the opposition is saying the recreational age for marijuana at 18 is a bad thing, you know, uh-huh. because and and they, the, do they have kids? Do they know what they're up to? Because I'll I'd be willing to bet that those eighteen year olds are already finding it somehow. So that's the point, right? So the thing is, uh, the reasoning behind uh, Trudeau saying no, he's fine with people setting the age at eighteen because if you set it, so the the recommendation 
the scientific recommendation is that marijuana affects the brain up to the age of 25. And then people are saying that uh, the age should be set at 21 because that's at the age where it stops affecting the most scientifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's like a, a, probably a, a, not just like a once once in a while toke, but maybe the recreational use that we know and understand is like, you know, we have some smokers in our lives. People smoke, people drink. Like there's a difference in how much you consume. And I think when you look at the marijuana studies, I think they're looking at, and I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure they're looking at people who are doing it a lot. And that's where they get their numbers from. Uh, Smoke weed every day. Exactly. Yes. The smoke weed every day principle. Wake and bakers. The wake, the wake and bakers. I'm more of a wake and bacon kind of guy, but (laughs) uh, bacon is good. Actually, you know, I like, I, I'm not a pot smoker, but I'd think, I would be totally okay if, with it. Well, I get why they are saying the age of twenty-five, but wouldn't that make make like a secondary little market for the people eighteen to twenty-five, dealing with the twenty-five and up people? Yeah, exactly. So when I was in high school and college and university, in that age bracket, I knew people who were getting their hands on marijuana, yeah, illegally because that's the only way you could do it, and and that's that's the smoking and the age range of smoking, like you said, eighteen to twenty-five is the highest. That's the highest rate. So when you set it at eighteen, you kind of encapsulate all those folks. And like he said, the quote of the opposition is like, "Hey, I thought we were trying to keep this out of the hands of kids. I just want to let everybody know that at the age of eighteen, you become an adult. And I'm pretty sure if you can be tried as an adult in a criminal court, you should be able to be responsible enough to determine whether you can, you whether you want to buy marijuana on your own, right?" Right, uh, right. It's just, it's, this is the thing I hate about politics. People talk very seriously and sometimes sound like they believe the bullshit that's coming out of their mouths. Like, right. it, it's like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like they're talking to children. Like, they're always talking to children in politics. And I think maybe that's a tactic to make Trudeau's government look like children. Like, guys, you said you were going to keep it in the hands of kids. And if you said at 18... That's like super close, and you said, you said, you know, I, it's it's, oh yeah. it's remarkably like when my kids are fighting. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> it's like uh, a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's, yeah, go on. Well, I was just I was just gonna say like to me when I turned eighteen, my parents said, "Hey, you're eighteen." You get to make decisions. I mean, you still have to be responsible, but you get to make decisions. You get to vote. You get to you you get to wait one year before you can drink. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. Where you are? Uh, it's 19 where I am. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. And it's 18 in Quebec. So in Quebec, it's 18. Uh, oh yeah, no, sorry. In most provinces, the legal drinking age is 19, but in Quebec, Manitoba, and Alberta, the age limit is 18. Huh. Um, they would be setting a. Na- I'm pretty sure a national level of 18 and above to smoke marijuana. You have to be 16 and above to buy cigarettes you can 16? be as, yeah wow. and you can be as young as you want to smoke it like when i was in high school people were like grade nine and smoking really uh, yeah, yeah wow okay we, okay why what is it is it like 19 maybe it's uh, yeah here it's 19 to both purchase and use hang on <laughs> yeah yeah sorry my son had a very important opinion about goldfish crackers yeah oh. but 
let's get a hot take on goldfish crackers because I feel like are we? T- uh, you know what I had the other day, <laughs> and this is this is related, folks. This isn't us like jumping ship on the marijuana because I think goldfish crackers are just going to go up in sales once this oh, thing goes through. But uh, I had a I had a salt and vinegar goldfish cracker. Really. It was really good, guys. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like branching out and getting out of the cheese business and into like the general chip business. Gotta say, I'm a big fan. Um, People aren't gonna believe us when we say we're not pot smokers and that we're talking about crackers and salt because that sounds pretty amazing. I'm I'm wanting some right now. Well, we have we have kids, so like anything small and bite sized that isn't gonna kill them, we pretty yeah. much will feed them. Uh, yeah, Caden's at the age where he's he's snacking, so. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it, um, but this is—it's—it's it's just one of those interesting things where they say, like, "Look, guys, we're gonna—we're gonna make marijuana legal, and uh, we're gonna have a serious discussion about it." And I feel like—and—and uh, and this this isn't to say that the conservatives or or even the government in the states were like, it's only the conservative government that acts like children. The Democratic uh, government as well, like back in back in the years when they weren't in power and possibly in the near future in the United States, they will do the same thing, you know, or they kind of, it's just to be in opposition of, like, that's your job. Like, if you agreed on everything and be like, well, it wouldn't be politics, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Um, setting at 18, the biggest remark he had was basically like, look, if we set it at 18, that's the biggest hit to the illicit market for marijuana, which I think is the goal. The main goal of legalizing it is to get rid of the, the the very dangerous uh people out there that are selling and distributing marijuana right now like just just right just this actually yesterday there was an arrest of nine people and the guns they took they actually tweet the photos of guns like i only see guns in my feed when the local police say here's what we confiscated one was a freaking like look like a sniper rifle i'm like oh gee the heck do you need a sniper rifle for everybody like i I don't know it's terrifying now, uh, has marijuana been legalized in your state, or are they still working on it? Uh, still working on it. There's some. Uh, there was some headway towards getting medical marijuana in uh, here in Utah, but oh, yeah. uh, I don't think that's happened quite yet. But uh, the, with the way it's been happening in other states around the country, it seems like it's just a matter of time. Where eventually, give it give it five six years, it's probably going to be just legal everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some fashion, be it medical or recreational. Now, is but, it because it's not like a human right? It won't go legal across the country by a federal decree, right? Uh, I don't know. And with so much uncertainty in our near future, politically speaking, and and uh, federally, federal governmentally speaking, if that's a phrase, mm-hmm. I honestly, it's hard for me to even say definitively. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, because right now it's just state by state, uh, and I don't think there's been a federal uh, kind of a substance ban of this kind since the prohibition attempt in uh, whenever, when they tried to get booze out and then it went away. So I don't know. I don't know. Man, getting rid of booze. That was a, that was that a was lofty goal. Uh, it's funny to think that that was like with, within the last, just over the last hundred years that that, that happened. and. Uh, <laughs> That my house was built before that even my my house is a one hundred years old or one hundred like four years old. Whoa, so, nice. Yeah, uh, so my house was built before that, and then after that happened. Like I, whenever I think about historical 
events, I often try, uh, for some reason, I put it in context of where I'm sitting right now. Like, was this room in existence at the time? <laughs> I think this, <laughs> like, it was funny. We, we just bought a house and we went to the lawyer's office and this lawyer is very thorough. So she goes through all the, all the like, okay, well, uh, your house was built here by, and this is interesting, by this person. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And it was owned like by the same people for 40 years and then kind of passed a couple times. Now, it is interesting because locally sure. we there's like three or four builders that have been around for a very long time and that are still around. So knowing that one of those folks had built the home that we're moving in is, and we know that person is kind of is kind of crazy. But that's, um, that's good information, dude. That's good. Yeah, just to know it's a solid home. And, and uh, I, I think if the house is still standing like after a hundred years with your house, like that's pretty cool. Like uh, yeah. our house, my parents' yeah. house, we had to gut and re refurnish because it was, it was so run down. So it's good that you still got that thing running. Yeah. It's good. Well, it needs a lot of maintenance, but well, I could go on about house stuff, but I <laughs> I'll just go on a rant. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we will have, we, maybe, maybe this, maybe we'll replace, save your rant information and maybe apply it to this next story, which is the fact that, uh, the CIA has said that Russia had some sort of impact on the hacks. And when I, when I say impact, like completely behind, even so far as to go to say that Putin himself was involved in some capacity. And like, like, is he just the guy who comes in, hits the any key? Like, <laughs> sir, we set everything up, but now we just have to push the any key. Do you want to be involved? And he's like, yes. I do. Mahaha. I think it's funny. Like I have this image in my head of, of like elite hacker Putin who comes in, puts on like glasses and some like uh, beats headphones. And he says, get out of the way. I will fix. And then he just starts <laughs> typing, typing furiously on the keyboard. He's got a red bull and there's just like yeah. green text, like flooding. And <laughs> Oh man, he's so good at this. So good. How he do it. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And I, I, I mean, I think we've sort of been trained as people living in North America to think as Russia as this cartoon kind of. And when we hear that Russia was involved in hacking, and really, like when you think about it, the hacking wasn't like them hacking to kill streetlights or to bring down nuclear facilities, but literally just to hack couple email servers release some emails that weren't like planted by russia this is the right. thing that, that gets to me is like okay yes we should probably look at russia and say hey don't do that but maybe it starts with hey don't write those weird emails and be conspiratorial and all that fun stuff mm -hmm. I, it's i'm not i'm not saying russia's in, in the right here i'm not saying trump is in the right i'm just saying this could all be solved by not being bad people before the other bad people discovered your right. bad people emails. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's plenty of ugliness on on every side of this nasty story. Um, it seems what, what I've been most... Uh, what's most interesting to me is it seems as almost as though the real hacking... Well, I mean, there's hacking going on, but the, the hacking that uh, seems to have happened that has had the most effect is some kind of somewhat social hack of the collective idea of what's really uh, like a fake news and a mm -hmm. hack as it were a hack of ideas because so so many people in my country um ha are certain and absolutely certain of so many things that just really aren't so or or of so many things that uh are, are like half truths or 
not the whole story or just kind of skewed. And and this is more or less like a social hack of our country by way of this uh, email stories and mm-hmm. all kinds of like whatever. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of scary, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of there's a lot. Of, so this story that we're talking about now, it was actually just posted yesterday where Obama has says, yes, we need to respond to the Russian cyber attacks. Because like when I say, oh, they're just they're not hacking a nuclear warframe, they're hacking like an email server. It's like that's where it starts. You know, you steal a VCR. Boom. Next thing you know, you're stealing cars. Same principle works here. <laughs> What'd you say? You wouldn't, oh, I was just thinking of that to those that um, anti anti uh, copy uh, anti piracy thing oh. at the beginning of the movies. Yeah, like from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't steal a purse. Yeah, you wouldn't hack an email server. So why are you <laughs> hacking nuclear codes? Why are you hacking the U.S. election? Oh yeah, it's it's interesting to kind of, but it's it's right. Like this is the sort of behavior like when a country that clearly is at odds, but then. The other thing is, like, okay, if if Putin wanted Donald Trump to win because he just really despises Hillary Clinton, uh, he did it. Donald Trump won. He's in. So yeah. what does that do to the U.S.-Russian relationship? Do they just become closer and start to ignore some of the things that Russia's doing? Like, uh, the United States of America isn't one person, isn't Donald Trump. It's going to continue to be the people. So I don't know. Like, I feel like if and this is maybe the Canadian everybody's in this together mentality, but if you bring Russia closer to the people of the United States, like maybe maybe we will be at a, at a table where we can negotiate a little more. Like Trump's all about like the best deals done right. Like, I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know where I'm getting at. I'm probably giving everybody too much credit here. Well, I mean, I, I'm not nearly there yet. <laughs> I'm still very much in a uh, in a cynical mindset of, of this is uh, that that um, any and all interactions with Russia post election now are more or less going to be to the benefit of Trump and his cronies, and um, and that it's uh, the only effect it'll. It, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's hard for me to even talk about the future of uh, any of this because part of what makes Trump and his actions so scary is. It's hard to nail down what he's going to do or why he may have necessarily done something. He's very unpredictable, mm-hmm. which I guess some people liked. But for those of us who like uh, security and certainty and, and knowing what's coming up, it's kind of very unnerving. So I don't really know his what his relationship with Russia will mean. Will it mean we're, we'll be able to negotiate better? I don't know. Will it mean that he'll be using that in some sort of corrupt way? I don't know. I, right now, I feel like that's probably how it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's the thing. It sucks. It sucks being in the not know. It, and then this is something we were talking about before we started recording was that it feels like it'd be great to just skip to January twentieth to kind of have a better understanding of how Trump is going to lead the United States of America because there was even a story. Uh, uh, we have uh, the conservative party is trying to elect a new head. Uh, here in Canada, and one of those people that that is tr- is thinking about running for it is Kevin O'Leary, which is a uh, former reality star uh, businessman. Kind, not exactly like The Apprentice, he but he you anything. Look what's happening, guys! Come on. Well, the thing is, like, 
and no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to do the same thing again. I'm not going to say, oh, he won't win. What I'm going to say is, like, if he gets in, you are going to see a lot of the things that he's doing now, which is saying, calling our pres- our prime minister a surfer awesome dude and calling him running our country into the ground. But he is, he's a businessman, so he looks at everything as a business deal, and he's saying, like, oh, if you're going to announce, like, taxes on carbon policy, like, how can you do that when you don't know what's going to happen south of the border? Like... I kind of get that mentality, but if we keep waiting for other countries to set rules, we'll constantly be waiting because it's going to take a while to know what's going on in the South, and that sucks. Hey, and, I, I have to go back to something real quick. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Surfer Awesome Dude supposed to be a pejorative? Because he can call me that all day he wants. That would be great. I wish it were true. I mean, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think that's that's the backhanded insult of a Canadian is like mostly a compliment. <laughs> pretty much all a compliment uh like he'll he'll say hey he's a surfer awesome dude but he's terrible at running our country and oh i get it i don't know like our country we've been here for a year uh in a trudeau government and it hasn't fallen apart yet some would say it's been pretty damn good and uh i mean i'm i'm on that band camp and and it's just interesting to see the same type of politics being trying to thrown around up here and i just don't think people will stand for it like I hope people won't stand for it. Like Canadians are. Hmm? My friends, my Canadian friends, I believe in you. You can do it. Show us the way. We'll we'll see how it goes, <laughs> but but honestly, it's there. There's a reason he. Uh, there hasn't been like much talk of, as much talk of who's going to win that party leader is because they're all batshit crazy, and mm. it's mostly like, it it's going to take one person who's kind of the normal person, to mm. just say something normal like three days in a row and then that person will like okay you're it please for the love of uh, maple <laughs> syrup you will be the leader of the conservative party because you're less crazy than everybody else in this room oh, uh, <laughs> it's 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 really odd that that party uh, that you know that side of the of the of the wing of the government always seems to attract the crazies i mean i know you have the green party and they sort of like suck up all like the the left crazy you know but yeah. the, the right crazy, just like, oh, man, coming out yeah. of the woodwork. Every party has its own little crazy fringe, but it does seem as though the conservative end of any crazy party gets like, they go super buck wild mm-hmm. when they get crazy. I don't know what it is about them. Yeah, Maybe I was, it's all of that, like, repression that is associated with their party often, like of keeping, you know, repressing certain... They're often associated with the religious right, which is often associated with re- repressing certain things, which I think creates a buildup. And so when the extended fringe conservatives get their way, they go nuts. Actually, that's a this is a half-baked, randomy, ramb- rambly theory that I'm just coming out of nowhere right now. So it, it, pretend I didn't say what I just said. It's probably BS. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it makes sense, and I think, but 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 I think that's a, you know we wanted to cover these stories because this show wouldn't really work if we just ignored some of the biggest stories coming out. And I'm not saying these are the two biggest. Like obviously the U.S. one, pretty big. Maybe there's something more important going on than marijuana being legalized in Canada. But I've been so busy with the holidays and everything that uh, we're going to talk about the holidays because hey, we heard you like holidays, so we put holidays in your holidays. And we're going to start it out with a with a story uh, where the Obama Christmas card photo has Canada to thank for that because uh, Trudeau was in over for the Senate dinner or something, and they got some pictures together. And he said, "Okay, now you get another photo of the Obamas together." And 
they use that photo for the Christmas card. Now, this fluffy, ha-ha relationship story is really just an excuse for Eric and I to talk about the holidays. Because I think it's looking pretty <laughs> likely that this will be the last show uh, before the holidays, if not for 2016, and then we'll be back in the new year. But you do Christmas all out like you used to stream your 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 uh your your cookie making but now you've you've sort of paired back to focus on the cooking to do like instagram and all that fun stuff well yeah uh for those who don't know so every year my wife and i cook a whole lot of cookies and i'll Mm -hmm. get into all that in just a second but uh we do it for the for gifts for pretty much all our friends and close family that we can drive to in a reasonable amount of time because uh, ryan if you were living anywhere nearby i totally uh, you'd have a box at your door oh i um, totally i i it's interesting because uh yeah it would be really cool to get some of these cookies but i i will be honest with you ashley's done some cooking and oh, yeah. uh yeah it's in the fridge and uh it's like oh no one's around okay let's get up in here <laughs> uh it, i'm terrible when it comes to the holidays i try to do good like but then it's like uh eh. Yeah. So, anyways, I know I am I am super stoked. I would love a box of these cookies, but I think they would uh, a it would be super expensive to ship it, and b they probably wouldn't be the same when they got here. Right. Oh, but uh, uh, the reason you mentioned the streaming is because in years past, we've been doing this for six or seven years. We have streamed just uh, live streamed our baking that because our baking goes on for four days, usually four or five days of straight peach, pretty much just about all day baking. And that is because we do 30 boxes of about uh, a whole bunch of cookies. Uh, every year it comes to about 1,100 cookies total having been baked, give or take 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and that's like 10 or 11 different varieties, a whole bunch of cookies in each box. And we just give them out to a bunch of people. This year we did Linzer cookies, Spritz cookies, chocolate mm. crinkles, raspberry almond thumbprints, coconut macaroons, iced pumpkin cookies, coconut lime shortbread cookies, butterbeer fudge, chocolate fudge, chocolate toffee bars, and chocolate dipped peanut butter cookies. It was uh, it was an ordeal, but it was good. Um, and but this year I was just there was just too much and I just didn't feel like live streaming it. Honestly, mm. not feeling very camera ready these days. And uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know, there was just too much going on. Uh, so I was like, nah, I'm not going to stream this year. But we did do the cookies. We finished them up yesterday. I oh, know the day before. What day is it? Is it Friday? Today's Friday, yeah. <laughs> 16th. Okay. Yeah, we finished on Wednesday. We started the deliveries yesterday, and I'm going to finish the deliveries today. And that's how we do our holidays. Huh. So, and that's really cool, honestly. I think that one thing with our Christmas here is that uh, Ashley's a big fan of buying for her side of the family. Like, one year, the first year we kind of were together, like, she'd buy for all of her family, and then I would kind of buy for all of my family. And I thought, you know, it'd be really good, and we kind of like help Christmas not just be this tear everything open Christmas day and, and save some money because we're all adults. Like, I try to explain to them, like, we're all adults. Like, we, we don't need stuff. We, I mean, it'd be nice to open a couple things on Christmas, but we don't need a pile of things that we can just go out and get ourselves if we really want it. And the right. fact that it ends up on the Christmas list is because we didn't want to go out and buy it. And and maybe some people have more self-control and they can wait until Christmas for stuff. I'm not one of those folks, but we decided <laughs> to do like a secret Santa thing where we draw names and it's secret and you get one name, you spend $100 bill on gifts and that's it for that side of the family. And it, it works really well. And it's kind of in line with what you're doing here where it's like we want to give everybody everything, 
So rather than going out and buying like little Tommy a, a Funko Pop or whatever because he likes Gears of War, you're gonna buy you're gonna make cookies like a box of cookies that they can enjoy. Oh well, uh, yeah, uh, my family does that uh, pick a name thing too because exact same reason. But what you're saying is right. One of the reasons we do the cookies is uh, not just because it's fun because it is fun. Um, but it's it saves a lot of money. So here's here's some numbers for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cookies, about thirty boxes worth, cover about a hundred different people, because wow. each box is usually for like a family, and a family is just anywhere from like three to four or three to five people, give or take. It all adds up to about close to a hundred people, and every year we spend like mm, two or two fifty, two hundred fifty bucks on the cookie supplies and the boxes and all that. Um, and so the math, my wife did the math. She's, she's the smart one. Um, she did the math and it ends up being like two or three bucks a person. So to get, be able to do a holiday thing for like almost a hundred people for two or three bucks a person is, you know, there's no way we'd be able to give like a straight up gift to that many people. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's an, it's a cost effective way to hopefully give everybody something and it's fun. And, you know, you get to eat your own cookies while you're doing it. No I was going to say, how do you not get high off your own supply there? Because I'd be like, one for me, one for the box. One for me, one for the box. Like that, <laughs> I, this is why I don't bake. Uh, and, and, I, and when Ashley bakes, I'm like, okay, you're going to bake. I'm going to go. I, like, I'll try one of each because she'll come in and like, okay, you got to try one of each just to make sure they taste good. And I'm like, of course it tastes good. You've smothered chocolate over things, you know. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's... um. It's really awesome, and and how 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 has the holidays sort of been in your neck of the woods in terms of like for here here we got a ton of snow snow's hitting the ground and we've we've got the white stuff. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of decorations though, like houses have been decorated, but and I feel like I haven't really been subjected to a lot of Christmas music. I've been doing it to myself because <laughs> I love Christmas music, but I don't go shopping a whole lot. But I guess I am going to the mall later today. We're gonna get uh, Caden Santa Claus photo. So Ooh, nice. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of practice, had a lot of lead up with Santa. So I feel like the the real deal of the mall Santa will uh, will be good. It'll be good to see how he how he reacts. But uh, yeah, no. like how how how's it been in your neck of the woods? It's been. Uh, I'm jealous of your snow. We've had very like one or two snowstorms that have been good enough to leave snow on the ground. But it's only lasted a day or two each time. Uh, we've had a lot of rain, which keeps washing it away. Oh. Um, as far as like other people around, there's enough. There's plenty of people. The like the normal amount of people that have lights on their houses, and uh, I I have also been subjecting myself to Christmas music. So it's it's about normal, but it is lacking the snow, which has been kind of a bummer. Um, kind of just doesn't feel right without without that snow. I'm really hoping we get some more in the next week because, my, as I was saying, as my wife and I were talking this morning, like, next weekend is Christmas. Yeah. And I go, man, it's just, oh, crap. It's that week where you're like, oh, hey, it's here. I got, like, a few days. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's going to be interesting because, um, like, today's Friday uh, when we're recording this, and I'll put it up on Friday. But, uh, yeah, Christmas is on the Sunday, which is a... a a weird feels like a weird day like t- to to some religious folks that would probably be like the super bowl like that happens right. uh, yeah, yeah. i guess but i don't know for me it's like 
I hope they're happy. That's it, good. I think they will be. Like it, it's it's one of the, it's a special day. Like it's a one day of the week where they where where it, it means it's important. And uh, no, but it's next weekend, which is crazy because that means the week of work coming up is just going to be like. Oh well, if we can't finish it in the next two days, then <laughs> everybody's going to be like, "Well, yeah, we better w- put this off until after the holidays." Basically, basically, uh, not saying I do that. If anyone's listening, that may happen to work with me, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it happens. People do it a lot, and and it's just it's an interesting time of year. And honestly, I, every December that rolls around, I try to kind of soak it in as early as possible because I find if you don't, it just it passes by so quickly and now yeah. we're looking at december 16th and i'm trying to think like okay uh what the heck i i have a bunch of unwrapped gifts in my office that need to be wrapped like right. i am so behind on that stuff not saying that's the most important part but like i have been enjoying eggnog oh quick quick uh, quick poll here do you like eggnog oh yes okay. i've uh, i love eggnog one year uh my wife and i made our own eggnog our what boot- Boozy eggnog. It was quite an ordeal. It's it's like not easy, which is why we don't have, don't do it year but uh, every year. But like there's a stovetop thing, and then you have to put it back in a pot and over here, and like it's hard. But we made it one year, and I have never had a nicer, finer, more delicious, and alcoholic winter Christmassy drink. My God, I've been trying to. Lo- I've been lobbying my wife for us to try and make it again this year, but it's just been too busy. But yes. Uh, eggnog i'm a fan go on it, it's no it, i the reason i ask is because i noticed like sir when december started i've noticed an uptick on twitter uh basically like some real hot takes being thrown out on eggnog about it being just terrible yeah i saw, I saw like this one meme from a bunch of people that says like step one toss it in the trash or something like that yeah and i was like really what's what's it's a drink you don't have to drink it well, you have to get all going all you have to go on the internet and trash it I mean, whatever but it's 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 uh yeah it's just really weird and when i when i go grocery shopping eggnog isn't like this like the doritos a new dorito flavor launches that gets more like sort of fan favor than when they add the eggnog to the milk section of the uh of the grocery store like it's just one little section and you're right you don't have to buy it you don't have to drink it no one's pressuring you into be like oh come on it's christmas drink your freaking eggnog man come on man everyone's doing it it'll make you (laughs) (laughs) it's legal here in canada now eggnog yeah man i swear like i and honestly i don't think i've ever had a boozy eggnog now man no i I, I haven't yeah so do do you you just like pour regular eggnog in and add rum uh well i think you can do that that is the that is a one way to do it um but my wife went that year she found like a homemade straight up homemade recipe so from scratch uh we didn't just get eggnog from the store and mix it together we did the whole business and it made all the difference it was really good um i don't know what Hmm. about it i can't i I, how do you articulate flavor i don't know exactly how to say it but it was there was something special about it well Uh, you kind of have an understanding of what regular store-bought eggnog tastes like it all tastes pretty much it that's what eggnog tastes like to me i've mm -hmm. never had homemade eggnog before and uh it seems like that's a missed opportunity for for me because it sounds like it's delicious, but it is. 
but it's it's you're gonna have to work for it it's not yeah. easy well <laughs> i might i might have to look into that and you know i i was uh it was good that we were able to sort that out now I'm, I'm glad i'm not the only one that kind of noticed like this weird like meme where i know how memes work one person shares it and then if you agree with the meme you share it and so on and so forth and um it's died down i think it kind of popped up once and and it's like the whole coke versus pepsi thing and like ugh, like why why are we even caring like it's just a soft drink or a type of drink i don't know now what about christmas tree are you real or fake what's what's the deal oh we're real tree oh see we we go fake because uh uh yeah, I know. Um, when I was a kid, we used to go real all the time. And I think once Caden gets a little older, we'll do the whole, like, go out and get a tree and cut it down and all that fun stuff. Because you can do that around here. Um, but I think Ashley's sister is, like, allergic to real trees of some uh-huh. kind. Well, there's two very good reasons. I mean, that's pl- That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm, like, you know, fake is really easy to set up and, and take care of. And you just put it down in a box and you're good to go. But um, there's something about a real tree that that feels it, it's different you know yeah. um, i'm trying to think of who had a real tree just recently and, and they like the fake trees have gotten so good at looking real that it's like oh man this tree looks lovely oh it's real <laughs> so i i don't know no it's i i think there's a million and one practical reasons why a fake tree is probably a better idea and i honestly i can i would be okay if one year my wife was like man let's do real or fake this year but for some reason, we've just kind of always been attached to this idea of a real tree, no matter how much, no matter how inevitably it will die before the holiday is over and we will have needles everywhere, no matter how much of a pain it is for me to water it every day. Uh, I just, I just, we're still there. I'm guessing once we get a little older, uh, like our, our ideal situation is we're, we'll, we'll able to not die long enough, whereas it'll get too hard for us to get a real tree and we'll just set up a fake one like that's the goal i hope i can live long enough where a real tree is too much of a pain for me and i just want to set up the fake one because i'm old and i'm still alive and so that's the goal yeah i'm not i'm not old i think we just yeah we we established You're the smart dude that's smart now you don't have to deal with the water or the cats i don't know if you have cats we don't have or, cats we have a small dog uh, the dog too dogs yeah. are yeah or any they, of that. They, they want to pee on the trees, right? We don't have any male dogs around, so maybe they wouldn't pee on the tree, but I don't know. I don't know. You're doing it probably right. Whatever works for you. But, I mean, uh, let's let's do, so Christmas, like, what what are your Christmas traditions? And then we'll kind of, like, well, could we talked about the tree. We talked about, like, the cooking. Like, what yeah. do you do on Christmas Day? Like, do you do a bunch of running around or you just stick around? Because you have kids, right? So you just kind of. Uh, yeah, we, now that we have the ever since kids came along we've been doing less running around if we can help it uh christmas eve we try to get in the running around done on that day mostly try to go visit one of the parents uh because uh we we do it on because my parents are divorced and remarried uh to other people Uh, (laughs) i always make myself say that because i worked with a woman who once was married and divorced and remarried to the same person three times oh so yeah they just couldn't help themselves. It's forced to have it. I don't know. Yeah. So every time I talk about my parents being divorced and then remarried, I always in my brain say, make sure you tell them it's not like that one lady. But anyway, um, yeah, they're <laughs> separate homes. So it's tricky scheduling that out for the holidays. So Christmas Eve, we try to take care of that. And then Christmas Day, we try to stay home. 
let the kids do the thing because, you know, we're still doing the Santa thing. Um, so do that. Spend as much time as we can just chilling, relaxing. And then on the afternoon, we often do have to run out and see some more family. How about you guys? How do you how do you roll with the holidays? I mean, you know, it seems to change each year. Like with a young family, we, we change our tradition quite a bit. And uh, what started off as sort of like Christmas Eve mass, Christmas Eve dinner, Christmas Day dinner, Christmas Day la la. I've kind of said like, you know what, let's start some, some of our own things. So we're doing like our own Christmas Eve thing. And then Christmas morning, we'll do our own thing. And then uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, we do like we do go see some parents and stuff. But Honestly, I feel like um, a lot of people have, like, very different sort of routines, but they all, like, revolve around basically, like, some sort of dinner at some sort of family gatherings, like, for everybody who, and and this goes for every sort of, like, holiday special, like, it's all the same thing, so the main, the reason people say, oh, war on Christmas, it's like, you can decorate your house however which way you like and have whichever sort of, uh, you know, traditions as you want mm-hmm. why does the walmart have to have like yeah. plastered merry christmas and and you can play holiday music without it being christmas you know i actually quite i love like i'm not a religious person but i still love the religious songs i love the winter songs i love the the coca-cola santa songs i like to call them i love yeah. everything it's all good yeah. we're the same way in our family we're not uh, a religious family but you know what it's it's part of our tradition just to do these uh, parallel to all the religious stuff. Like we're we're listening to all that stuff. Where mm. the music it has a separate meaning to us. It's just it represents the season and it feels like the season and the holidays and it's it's all good. It's lovely. Yeah, I, I and that's the beauty of it. Like why you would want like after a year of just constant bickering, why you would want to throw the holiday season and the reason i say the holiday season is because it's for everybody why you would want to throw that month under the bus like that last month where not maybe you're you're celebrating some sort of religious or just whatever like christmas let's say you're celebrating christmas why would you want to tarnish that with going to battle with people like or or even if you want to look at it from a purely like end of the year standpoint like why would you want to end the year with the way we've spent the last 11 months like why don't i don't know haven't you had enough can you you just like let it be (laughs) yeah and and that's why i've kind of um like for the holidays like i i'll still have my shows and stuff and i'll still have my gatherings but you know when i'm off i'm gonna be off like the like I've, I've told my boss like i'm gonna be off for the week i'll be back in january you know I, I will play games with people but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about work like even for the podcast stuff like having discussions about what we're gonna do with with uh with 2017 it's like yeah let's worry about that in 2017 until then you know we have uh on gamers in we have our 250th episode coming up next week oh and wow then, uh, yeah which is five years which is crazy nice. And then uh, after that, we're going to do Game of the Year stuff. And those are two fun episodes where you hardly have to prep for. You just kind of show up and talk about your favorite games. And uh, and then in 2017, like, then we can start talking about that. But let's not worry about that now. Let's just have a good time and relax and enjoy some, some eggnog. Uh, but yeah. It does, it does seem as though some people just can't get enough. They like They live and breathe controversy and anger, and that's what they live for. Every time there's anything that sets them off, they're just like, they're, let me get angry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it sort of yeah, works. Kind of worked. I, I, I hit the space bar. 
<laughs> That's really good. Uh, let me try that again. So they're like, I'm going to get angry about this thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. I, I, I mean, like for me, and I think I touched on this last month on the last episode because I got some feedback on it. I... I am at that point where, you know, I like to defend my beliefs while defending others' beliefs as well. Uh, And oftentimes Christmas is that time of year where people get really uppity about it. And uh, I've had, I've had to have those conversations where, and and this year I'm like, I know those conversations are going to happen. So I am going to uh, flat out get away from them and just, and if you can't keep this part of the season a jolly one then we are gonna go elsewhere and make it all jolly up in this business <laughs> yeah have fun with your angriness over there we'll be over here having a party homemade eggnog homemade cookies mm-hmm. you're welcome to come if you like but you can't bring your garbage junk drama with you but but the question i have though is how come the angriest people have the most delicious food like they I, I like that's the like there's a you know there's there's some family gatherings where it's like it's like man I, I don't know I don't want to talk about this but man these meatballs are really good <laughs> I it's not in my experience is that how it is usually over in uh in your experience over on on your it, side I holiday? have I have only one example of that and 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 uh, and it but it I, still feels like man I'll just take these to go I don't know I, I don't know and no, and I mean, maybe they're pushing all of that anger, that energy into <laughs> making the most delicious, amazing Christmas holiday mm. dinner for you. And you know what? Sometimes I, I like I will be like, man, you know, I, I the food is delicious. And I'm not saying like they're the worst people in the world. It's just no. it's the fact that like we've had a really rough year, like a lot of stuff's gone on, both good and bad and, and just kind of like normal. And it's like this is just a time. Let's just relax. Let's just enjoy, you know. And these meatballs are fantastic, but I really don't want to talk about why Xmas isn't the proper way to say Christmas. Who right. cares? Nobody. Uh, well, they care, but <laughs> and I, I think yeah. I, I actually, speaking of which, I had feedback from uh, from Jess Sire, who is explaining to me that I guess, or maybe it wasn't him, but Xmas, like X, is the symbol for Christ in some ancient uh, text, in which. Yeah, I said like, yeah, you could totally like go back to them and, and quote some Wikipedia, but honestly, it's just easier to say, okay, whatever, walk away, because it's like, let's just enjoy the season. Right. Oh, right. It's, it seems Santa Claus is right outside the door. Oh, Santa out there? <laughs> tell him, tell him I've been good. We've been really good, Santa. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what? It, we, we're gonna probably uh, wrap it up there now that Santa's like knocking on the door and saying, "Hey, it's Christmas Eve, everybody." We've been recording for so long, but thank you, Eric, uh, again for coming on. I know we said we'd get you on here for the Christmas special, and we did. This is awesome. Good pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's always fun. Yeah, it's always fun. You're kind of a regular. I, I think like we can stop calling you a guest and start calling you a recurring uh, co-host. I don't know. Oh, I take it with pride. That's fantastic. Awesome. That's well, we will certainly have you on again. Why don't you tell the fine listeners where they can find you? Oh, uh, well, on Twitter, you can find me at Eric Mahler, pretty easy. And mm-hmm. my website is ericmahler.com. And from there, you can find links to my podcast, Eric Every Day, and any other junk that I don't have time for, but I post there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, feel free to go have a... Whoa, ah, getting a phone call. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, what's your friend ID in Super Mario Run? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not as good at that as I thought I would be. I'm getting better, though. It's tough. It's a tough yeah. game. Uh, it's uh, it's probably the most I've ever died in a Mario game, which is saying something, right? Because uh, it might be... I don't know if I want to blame the control mechanics, but yeah, certainly not being able to like turn back and stop yourself from running into a, a hole is is, uh, is is adding to that. But definitely okay. check out Eric's work, for sure. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, check out Eric's work. We'll we'll talk about Super Mario Run after the, this. The the we have to talk about it because it's so good. But um, this has been Sleeping with the Elephant. If you have some feedback on Christmas, if you feel we were a little tough on uh, on 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 the uh, the meatball people, you just let us know, and we we will uh, we will talk about it. But we'll talk about it in a way that is a a, a very polite and uh, honest request of the meatball people too stop being so mean um so <laughs> what i just like that label the meatball people it's not even like a real person like i think it's mostly a like i've just made it up but i i don't think it i don't think it's the meatball people's fault i just for some reason i attribute meatballs to good christmas holiday finger food you know like when else do you have meatballs on their own it's at a holiday dinner where they've made like a crock pot of meatballs right 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 it's just weird. I don't know. That's another thing. If we're if we're gonna have a war on Christmas, let's do a war on meatballs. Let's keep the meatballs in the spaghetti people where they there's belong. So many, yeah, there's so many proper. There's so many other things we can have a war on. Why are we wasting our time on something as delightful as Christmas? Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, if you have thoughts on that, if you have thoughts on where meatballs should be, you let us know. Or if you feel like free the meatball, hashtag free the meatballs. You can write in on Twitter. Follow myself at R. Murphy. Follow Eric at Eric Mahler. Check out more of our shows here, sleepingwiththeelephant.com. If you have your thoughts, email info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com, or you can reach us on Twitter like Jeff did. But uh, big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting the show on their 24-hour archive. If you're listening intently, you might just hear a, a back catalog of ours. And uh, be sure to send feedback slash reviews through, through any platform you may be listening to, iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, all that fun stuff. Uh, but thanks again for listening Eric thanks again for being here and we will see you in the new year everybody alright bye bye (laughs) the new year